Patrick Ewing. Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and we need to talk. I've got a stronghold. I've got a pot-sized, rock-encrusted holdout right inside of me. I just hope I don't have a demon. Dave is here today to talk about being stuck in our sin, so light potting ahead. And Julie Miners is here to pump us up about Rooted, but before we get hit with God's weaponry, now that they've finished being punished for their disobedience, let's welcome in my two favorite footholds, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Oh, that was worth the whole thing. Yay. Well done. How you guys doing? Wow. Better now. Yeah. That was awesome. Two favorite. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Long weekend. We're on Tuesday. Yeah. It's a weird day, huh? It feels very strange. Did you, did you guys labor yesterday? Uh, I did. You did? That's all I did. Let's hear all about it. What'd you do? I labored. Yeah. Doing what? Um, <laughs> Moving in. We've been living in this house oh. since May and it's been nonstop go, 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 go. And yeah. finally I'm like, I'm sick of looking at that box. It has all my cool mm. stuff in it, you know, plates and otherwise. You get the, yeah. the plate. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We, I, I came home from a very short overnight trip to Chicago and, uh, my, my husband had had a fantasy football draft party while I was gone mm. and he put this oh, yeah. like metal plaque of the Chicago flag on top, top of the plate. Of the plate. Ooh. Uh, and it took me about two seconds to notice it. What's that up there? But, is that the first thing you check when you get home? It's like, where's, where's the plate? The plate? Where's We're dead. <laughs> yes. If you missed it, uh, folks, we are referring to something that happened like 35 yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, a lot of it. This is a deep cut. But Marin has a very special plate that she likes that other people find embarrassing yeah. or confusing. Yeah. Dave, good day. Buenas tardes. All right. Wow. Yes. Yes. See. Si. Julie, good day. Thank you. Welcome you too, to the Tyler. pod. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Julie. In case you're not familiar with the show, just be yourself. Okay. That's all we that's all we need you to that's do. Is just want. be yourself. Just okay. be your really talkative <laughs> like, chatterbox. Yeah, chatterbox. Just controlling self. I will. You know? I'll right. just will bring all of that. Wait, controlling self? <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's we your know, Instagram? We, we all know Julie. Three. What's I'm, your I'm a nine, not real controlling. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> no. Guys, what's new? What's happening? Not much. Had a great weekend. I was hosting here at 146th Street uh, this weekend. It was yeah. it was really really cool. We had baptisms and um, yeah, we did. For some reason, I was the one who was over by the baptismal sort of greeting people who were coming down to get baptized, and it was like ringside seats. <laughs> it was awesome. So for all four services, I'm there um, worshiping with the worship team, and whenever someone was coming down to get baptized, I got to be the first person to like put my arm around them and point them in the right direction. It was so cool. So I, I'm feeling super. Put angry. your arm around him. Like, yeah. Were you the hugger? Yeah, but yeah, designated I, hugger. I just right. I wasn't like giving bear hugs. Don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it was more because I don't know. It was chaos. It was great. Like yeah. eleven o'clock. There's people coming every which way. Somebody got out the wrong direction. So like the dry area was now soaking wet. So I'm down there like <laughs> cleaning, oh. drying out with a towel. All right. And I noticed the fans. What are all the fans out there? Those are just to oh, yeah, dry yeah. it out. Yeah, it it takes. It Julie actually takes I, two days. We, to this dry. church oh, gets okay. gets very moist after. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Julie and I are visiting. We, this is not our home campus, so yeah. I heard there were a ton of baptisms yeah. at 146th yeah. Street. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, especially 11 o'clock, 28 people. 28 serv- people. Service went 20 minutes long. 
Yeah. They kept coming. It was like, and here comes the end of the, and there's another person. Yep. Man. It was so, great. That's cool. It was, it was a awesome. big party. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a big party. Yeah. So as a, as a worship leader, that, that's the moment where you're like, okay, we got to extend this song mm-hmm. or we have to have like a backup song. So yeah. I heard that Brad and Will at Fisher's and yeah. uh, here at 146 had yeah. to really dig deep couple extra hallelujahs <laughs> and I was watching and they, they picked a song that uh, the bass our bass player of the weekend I don't think had ever played yes. so he was like and no what no and, <laughs> and he's good he's our oh, best oh, yeah. he's, he's our best song. oh man yeah they, at, at nine o'clock we had one person who came down like right at the end, like literally during the last song oh, to get man. baptized. So I got, I was hosting and I got up and I was like about to say, Hey everybody, if have you have, to, if you have to leave, but then we're going to stay around and watch <laughs> and, and celebrate. But I was about to say, if you have to leave and dad's like, no, they're staying. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I was like, I guess Amen. we're staying everybody. We are celebrating. But, but, the doors. but then for some reason, the person, the person took a little bit extra long. And so yeah. it was like a lot of vamping. Is that what yeah. you call yes. it? And there was a, a lot. Massive run to the bathrooms after yes. that. <laughs> oh man! Well, that sounds great though. Yeah, I mean, good. North Indy, we had a big, big zero people uh, jump in the tank. Yeah, oh, that's too bad. The worship was out of this world. I heard that's what, the that's what I heard. Was incredible. Yeah, Marin. There was some stuff going on, y'all. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Marin led worship in North Indy. Yeah, it did. I want to talk to you about this. I was going to hold this for a little bit longer. Why do you say that with a squint? Because I'm you really squinted. interested. That's my interested face. <laughs> Is that, okay. that looks like you're about to get in trouble, It looks Marianne. real scrutinizing. What did she do? Oh. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> The whole service, obviously, is about you were made for more and freedom from sin and strongholds. And Marin, basically, the way I perceived it and experienced the worship in North Indy, particularly, was you were telling a story of freedom and redemption. It was, you didn't mean to do that? Please keep talking. Oh, am I making this up? <laughs> no, I just love what you're saying because, yeah, it I'll felt get there. like It felt like you were telling the story of somebody's journey mm. to... And through salvation, it was about. Um, I don't remember the the specific songs you chose. You you do probably, but I do. Um, it, that's just the way it felt. You were there was an arc. It felt like mm. through worship where it was mm. um, dead in sin, and then running out. It was like the last mm-hmm. song, running out of the grave, mm. um, and it was just really powerful for me. So I wanted to talk to you to talk about your. I mean, we've talked about your process in choosing songs mm-hmm. before, but what impact or what influence did the theme of the service actually play? Cause it sounds, it felt very intentional. That's what makes it so awesome. It was, I'm not that cool. I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, we know that, but everybody knows that <laughs> I couldn't do I think that. You're cool. It's, it's the Holy spirit. I'm sitting there. Um, the whole time Dave's message is playing and I'm listening and I was just getting so excited, like a deep excitement. Couldn't wait. And it, it's not always like that. I'm not always just like raring to go. Ah, I can't wait to lead worship. But yeah. this time I was telling Barry earlier, I'm just sitting there listening to these words going, we're about to sing mm-hmm. about spirit breakout, break our walls down. Yeah. I, can't, mm-hmm. I can't believe we're about to sing that. So you didn't know. This is all just happening in real time because I missed the design for that service. Right. So I didn't know all the backstory as really? to where it was going. No. Oh my goodness. And all I had to go on were the words hope slash healing, hope and healing, which we really don't pick our worship songs to like each one support, like the theme of the big idea. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Um, so 
you know, I, I pray and I, it probably the longest part of my whole process is just choosing songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just kind of combing through, through all of them. I never want to just take an easy route of, well, this goes with this. And I did this last week. Like it's never like that. So it takes a long time. And I finally land in a place where I feel very solid, like, okay, this is it. This is, this flows and this, this is it. Um, but hope and healing and the, nothing about strongholds. I, yeah. I did not wow. know. So I'm sitting there thinking <laughs> about what we're about to sing. Yeah. And I was getting so excited about it. Even, you know, um, glorious day who could carry that kind of weight. Um, these mm. lyrics are coming to my mind and I'm yeah. like, yes, yes. I felt like a, I felt like a fighter. I mm -hmm. felt like I was in the, the corner of a ring, just like, okay, yes, Lord, let's tear down some strongholds today, mm -hmm. not tomorrow. Your spirit is here and you want to do this today. Mm. And so I, I just was so excited, but there was one problem just internally. I knew my first song was not spirit break out, break our walls down. Mm -hmm. And it almost felt like a miss from sitting where I was sitting in the congregation. Like, man, I wish I could call an audible and swap maybe our, our second song and make that the first song. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Wait, what was the first song? Well, I get up there and I don't call an audible and I sing the first song and it's, uh, I am who you say I am. Right. I am who... And it didn't hit me until the chorus, who the sun sets free, free. is yeah. free indeed. indeed. Yes. And I was like, ah, there it is. Like, <laughs> That's what ah. I mean. It felt like a journey. It felt like I was on the journey through what God offers people. Mm -hmm. It was like, mm -hmm. I am who you say I am. So there's got to be, you know, I, there's freedom possible. And then you sing about spirit breaking down and bringing the walls down and then running out of the grave. And you're like, that is the story that we mm. Yeah. It, I was just... I was celebrating in that room. That was awesome. Well, yeah. Did you feel people were clapping? They were raising hands. It was crazy. I, the people spirit were, in the room. Absolutely. Absolutely tangible. Yeah. And I saw a video that Chris took of mm -hmm. a woman. Did, did you see the video? Yeah. Older. Yes. Probably close to 80. 70, 80, something. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, people listening to this won't be able to see, but she had her hand on and she was... Just move, tap, moving tapping along on her hip, on her hip, and and it's it, and it was the last song, mm -hmm. which is pretty rocking. Mm -hmm. She was moved. She was. She was moved. It was I see, Marin, Lord, you did it. Well, he meant business, you know, and 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 yeah. then I get to work today, and I find out that across all three campuses, the spirit was so powerful and mm -hmm. changing lives. And yeah. it, it was a very cool thing for me to hear mm -hmm. what God did at Fishers, what God did here at 146 and the ongoing, okay, well now we got to follow up with that guy because yeah. he just got baptized and we didn't have any baptisms at North Indy, yeah. but the spirit was moving and well, doing yeah. work. Mm -hmm. and now is the follow-up. And so is the enemy. Well, I mean, dun, dun, dun. it was... Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that later, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was, there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of all that in the heavenly realms going on. Yeah. Yeah. You better believe it. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this sermon because there was, <laughs> there was one really enlightening thing. Like we all think it's great to, you know, be able to set people free, but, um, that story that you, that you told us in your sermon after, um, after the demon possessed man was healed, they asked Jesus to leave. Oh, right. yeah. you know, right. Get out. or, or Paul and Silas getting beaten after yeah. they, uh, you know, 
that demon possessed uh, young lady yeah. was was set free, and they literally beat them with rods. Yeah, they could, you know, could not handle. We want to set people free, mm-hmm. but it comes at a cost, and the enemy is going to ramp up. It freaks people. This game. Yeah. yeah. I made one huge mistake this week. What'd you do? Weekend. weekend. Uh, I was hosting and I, it was, a, there was a game where we played. Oh, it was yeah. like, what, Kahoot? which is more than this. And there yeah. were, there were three tennis stars. <laughs> and, oh gosh. And I say no more. No, no, no. I, I <laughs> listed them off. I think it was Federer and Serena Williams and Jimmy John Connors, Jimmy, Jimmy Connors, Jimmy Connors. John Connors there's from the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, and I and I yeah. Terminator at 4:30. Yeah, that's right. At 4:30, I was like, yeah, I don't actually know who that is, and I it was like, <gasps> oh. boom! <laughs> people were so oh, angry. they were surely. It was like almost like people rushed to They're like come rush the stage, get off the stage. <laughs> well, so, my daughter wore yikes. a T-shirt from the from the game. She, if you were at our services this weekend, you had an opportunity to win a T-shirt. What was the T-shirt? <laughs> 25th anniversary. I was like, you know, this year we <laughs> celebrate on. our 27th anniversary as a church. And so your gift today is the 25th <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> Two year old shirt. It got us <laughs> just been sitting in a box somewhere. It got a good laugh. So it it's, right there. it's right there on the wall. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We've got oh, all yeah. the great yeah. shirts. Around us. <laughs> oh my gosh. We got to get better gifts. So I, I realized that uh, I had misspoken by, by not First of all, knowing much about sports, and second, uh, by being young, all yep. the young people didn't know who John, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Connors, Jimmy Connors was. I don't know. Yeah. De- Desiree won, and well, she is like an eighth grader. Oh, so yeah, but she has history class. <laughs> <laughs> all right, help me out though. When and was she was Jimmy also Connors sitting big? next to her sports dad? Jimmy Connors, her sports 70s. dad who knows nothing of tennis. I oh, can assure right. you, seventies, yeah, seventies, seventies. So yeah, why are people mad at me? I wasn't even. <laughs> I wasn't even a, a glimmer in my know. dad's eye at he's that point. He's an icon. He's yeah, a tennis he's like, icon. He's John McEnroe. He didn't know who Arthur Older. Ashe was. He didn't know who Billie Jean King was. Really? But that's okay because they were all 70s people. That's well, Arthur true. Ashe was 60s, 60s, yeah. but yeah, they're all... Do you know okay. who Martin Luther King is, Barry? I do know who he is, yeah. <laughs> but he's not sports. He was a 60s person. Yeah, it's sports. It's the crossover of... of Time and sports that I can't. I can't <laughs> okay. happen. I like to throw out like random sports names at Jed every once in a while. Yeah. So, like, and does he know? Akima Lajuan. And I'm, I can't even tell you what mm-hmm. team that and person played like for. That too? But do you yeah. have to sing it? <laughs> you just sang Akima Lajuan. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, so you got booed in church. I got booed, but you know what? It's fine. They didn't. They didn't throw too many things at me. So that's awesome. Dave, how's the, how are the bees? Bees. I was just told the bee guy came over today. Mm-hmm. To, well, the the wasps actually. Okay, so apparently I was told don't touch the substance. The substance. Or something like that. Whatever he put on <laughs> them. Was it disturb the substance? Don't disturb yeah, the yeah. substance or something like that. So Penny told me that, but. What's the plan? We're we're trying to uh, kill them all, or well, we got to get rid of them because they're coming in the house yeah. and they are they're worrying everything. Ooh, so they're they're invasive. <laughs> they're not just out oh, no. in their they're, hive doing their thing. I I went through five <laughs> or six cans of that twenty seven foot spray wow. stuff. And I would spray it. They'd spit it out of their mouth and look at me and say, what? <laughs> yeah, what, what else do you what? got? Bring it. <laughs> what else you got? What else? Is that it? All that, so anyway, that's, yeah. But bad news, my wife has been sicker than a dog for the last four oh, no. or five days. Oh, my gosh. She was really sick. So I think she's better. She was better last night, but wow. 
flu mm. stuff or and then I used her as a sermon illustration yeah you did yeah you did I heard that mm. good thing she know, she'll was, never know she was that when you do that she wasn't oh, she she'll, she'll never know <laughs> did you forget to ask her permission yeah I didn't ask whoops <laughs> did she get a few texts like how are you oh, doing no. what's that did she get a few texts how are you uh, feeling she got a she got a couple not as many as you think but but that's okay because her illustration was in the context of demons so that's, <laughs> it's all good it's okay <laughs> <laughs> what she probably so. You, well, you heard. Me. Do you get in trouble? Does Penny not appreciate the uh, it, she, the illustration without permission? I well, Barry, will tell you thing? this. I have I have been very studious in my all my years that when I'm going to use an illustration for the family, which I don't use family illustrations very often, I um, I ask their permission. I've done that for years. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm in the middle of telling this illustration about how demon it's like a virus demonization is like a virus it could be everything (laughs) from sniffles to and i'm thinking oh yeah i'm telling telling the story i said i want it and then then it's like in the middle like my wife who's sicker than a dog i'm going (laughs) bring it back real sorry honey yeah usually i will say usually you've been really really good about that if if you're ever going to use us as an illustration you'll always ask ask permission and one time i did you made a joke yeah and it was something you said something about how sometimes when a father takes his like his child out to the end of a pier, he has to hold his hand. It was something about God. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and then you looked down at me and you said, I don't still have to do that. Do I, Barry? And it was like, ha ha. Like nobody really thought it was very funny. <laughs> but also afterwards you were like so embarrassed. You yeah. came up, to, you begged for my forgiveness. And I was like, no, it's fine. It was not a big deal. But like, anyway, you, you should have booed him. Even then, even then, whenever that was like middle school, high school, I don't know. Yeah. You, you were very conscientious and you actually yeah. realized, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't yeah. have made, made him, made light of him, yeah, even, there, though, even though I didn't care. It didn't I, matter. Yeah. There's some preachers out there that constantly reference their family and that's fine. That's just not me. Do you guys, uh, even on the podcast, like we say things, do you guys have the Monday morning quarterback of like, oh, what did I say? Never. Is no that regrets. just me? <laughs> no, not last week. <laughs> oh gosh. Wait. <laughs> yeah. No, do I, we take it off? Do we? Yeah. Do we? Well, I'm asking because I I went home this Did you weekend. Hear about her? <laughs> <laughs> I went home this weekend, and my mom was having a testimony time in her house where she just oh, invited yeah. friends, and she invited me to come and share about Ukraine. Julie mm-hmm. was just talking to me about yeah. Ukraine before we started recording, and I shared. Well, I sat. My mom. She live streamed it. She live streamed it. it. Oh wow. Oh. And. Then I started getting like people who aren't friends with my mom, like commenting on it. And all I could do is obsess over what, yeah, did, what I did I say? You're like the worst part of my life because is I, streaming to I 50 people. I'm talking to a room of about, right. you know, no, you're talking 30 to the people. entire world. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Like my For top time. My top five strongholds are. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, so no permission. Your mom just. Went for no, it. No, she told me in the moment, okay, and Marin's going to come share, and I'm going to stand over here because I'm Facebook living it. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and for those of you watching online. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. man. It's only a matter of time before I mention Humphrey in a sermon illustration. But it's been I'll, a while. I'll get his permission. And then I don't he think I've said it. you. You've never Have had? I used him? Not in a sermon. Maybe not. Not in a sermon. Surprisingly, mm. no. I think you need to. There's a lot of al- analogy There's there. a The next mm-hmm. time we do anything about being a child of God... <laughs> I've got the perfect analogy. Yes. Yes. So what about anger towards God when you're like chewing his shoes? 
Wait. Oh, you're wait, chewing wait. his shoes? Who no, chews whose shoes? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Next time you're chewing Humphrey's shoes. No, in this Perfect analogy, I'm God and Humphrey is me. <laughs> what about when, the, when they're going, the, the two that you've adopted or the uh-huh. foster? Cove and Wilbert, yeah, yes. Yeah, when they're submissive to one another. That's their issue. It's mutual submission. They do groom each other. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's a good one. Next time, it's family friendly, Barry. We don't need to talk about mutual submission with bunnies. <laughs> Anyway, Tyler. Yeah, Julie. What a, wait, oh, me, right. me about me? Yeah, um, what's going on right. with you? So, I want to know. Oh. <laughs> did you see the face? I did. Do you guys, when somebody, whether you know them well or not, if they are, if you, do you feel led to just share your opinions willy nilly when somebody's like trying to process something that they're going through do you feel like obligated to share your own opinions about that because you used the words willy nilly no well, <laughs> <laughs> so all right clearly had, you have I've, a you have a specific situation well, I've had, in mind i've had a couple situations recently where somebody's like doing some self-reflection they're like i just want to be better at these things and i i know like these people are varying levels of me knowing them like really well to barely. I just met them. Yeah. Like who and the heck are you? <laughs> yeah. 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 And every time so far I've been like, well, you just got to do this, 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 this. Cause otherwise. And so like, they're like, oh, I kind of, I don't really know you. So I don't, <laughs> why are you telling me that I'm not that great of a person kind of thing? Mm. Is that an eight thing though? Maybe. So I'm wondering, is it just me or if you recognize somebody so uh, a couple people recently have gotten into the Enneagram mm-hmm. and they've had these conversations with me like, I'm an eight. What does that mean? And I'm like, oh, I'm an eight too. And they're like, well, all right. So I want to get better at these things, but I, I don't really know. And, I, and I'll just tell them uh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's an eight. Basically, Cause here's where you're not good. And here's where you could be better. You're probably really good at these things. But from what I know of you. You manipulate people. Wow. Or, you know, whatever. I can't yeah. imagine they wouldn't want to hear that. That's just they love weird. That, Tyler. Yeah. They love it. As, as well, if they are AIDS, they love well, that. Well, my question kind of isn't do people like it? My question is, am I the only one that does that? I well, do. Well, we've but... been meaning to talk to you about this. Yeah. <laughs> you need I, to do this, this, and this from Yeah, on. seriously. I usually, if I, I probably. See, Barry's will... doing it right now. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I will probably f- like frame it in. Like a story of something I like. Well, when that happened to me in the past, one of the things that I tried was to do it th- like uh, that okay, way. So, so it's less of like you need to yeah. go do this, and more of like you yeah, need but, to do this. But I'm I'm actually just like using code language. Yeah, but that takes more time. Yeah, <laughs> like I was in, I was in a conversation with somebody that I know fairly well, and I and it, the words um, you try to be different people to to every kind of person you know. You tr- you're a different person to everyone. I wish you'd stop talking about me when I'm right here. That came out of my mouth. And after it happened, I was like, do I know them well enough to say that to them? Because hmm. how did they react? They just sat there and they were like, so yeah, yeah, maybe. Here's what I do with my kids. Whenever they come to me with something like that, I always say, do you want my opinion mm-hmm. or are you just here to vent? And sometimes they Are they honest? That like, is I don't very honest. Okay. Sometimes take that. No, I'm, I'm just okay. venting. Oh, is that yes. Brilliant? That is brilliant. I know. Jan Merkel taught it You to might me. have just hmm. changed my whole parenting style just with really? that one shot. <laughs> and awesome. the podcast. That's yeah. it. <laughs> what if my opinion is, I don't want to hear you venting? Well. 
Is that always your opinion, Tyler? Pretty much. <laughs> well, then let's just review the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Tyler Love is the venter, not the venti. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's just me. Fine, fine. No, that's depends. okay, because your counseling style is get well or get out of my face. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're done. Some people will respond well to that. Others yeah. won't. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like the most recent folks did not. Well, what with their head? I don't know. I hope they did. And others won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My so, dad is a very blunt person. He's mm-hmm. not taking the Enneagram, but I swear he is an eight. He is very, very blunt. And some people that he's counseled through the years respond very well to his directness. Mm. And other people just like go home and cry. Just, so there's, I think there's a time and a place for that, that kind of bold response. Yeah. But also... Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. That sounds familiar. It's Tyler's life verse. Yeah, that is. I have a tattoo. No, I don't. Uh, so that's what's new with me. I, I've been wondering whether or not I should have kept quiet on a couple instances, but. Is it okay to circle back and say, hey, did I offend you when I said that? Would you ever do nah, that? Let's let it, we'll just let it go. Let's hope they change, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Julie? Yes, sir. I want to hear all about you. Last week, we had Jesse Harris on the pod, who is the director for Rooted at 146th Street Campus. This week, Julie Miners, director of Rooted for North, North Indy. Indy Campus. So um, I want to know who you are, how you came to Grace, really, uh, maybe um, how long you've been here. And and really, you, you've kind of moved into a new role in the last mm-hmm. eight months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know what you're most excited about for Rooted that's about to kick off this coming week, Sunday. right? Sunday. Yep. Yeah. So Sunday I want to hear how it's gone so far, what your expectations are, and just uh, get really excited about what's about to happen. Okay. So who are you? So um, I am a North Central Panther. Oh, so, you went to North Central, huh? Yeah. And see, so, that's where I went just, to high school as well. We were a couple classes apart, like two or three. <laughs> a few, yeah. 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 But I do know all about counterpoints, so I'm that's right. most impressed with you guys. But um, grew up in North Indy. Uh, then took kind of a circuitous route up through Carmel for about 30 years. Uh, and uh, just recently have been called, feels like called by God back to North Indy. Uh, and all that happened before I was given the position of director at North wow. Indy. So huh. it's been super cool. I hey, was. I didn't hear that part of the story. Yeah, really? I was almost kind of avoiding North Indy. It just felt like this Whoa. is my new start. This is where I belong. Um, my husband kept saying, I think we ought to go to North Indy. And I kept saying, well, let's wait till we're ready to commit. Hmm. First week we went, he signed up to be a grunt and he's up there at six o'clock oh, every morning on wow. Sundays. So we were all in and this was before I was given the, the job at, See, at North Indy. Yeah, wow. super cool. Wow. So, uh, that's, we've been around forever. We've been at uh, Grace 20-ish years at least. We came because we wanted our kids to be part of the youth program. We They didn't know the kids uh, were in the church we were going. So um I remember the first sermon I heard you preach mm. and it you were you had a you had a vacuum cleaner up on the stage and you, it wasn't plugged we in. We didn't have uh, facilities back we, then. We, <laughs> Dave had to did it take all. care of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and you were talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and it you have to yeah. be plugged in. Do you remember that? It was over in the warehouse. <laughs> 
Speaking nope. of illustrations, See, that was in the warehouse. That, that was, was in the warehouse. Wow, that stuck. Yeah, wow, so. that's a really good illustration. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that one back. I need to use that. You do. It's good. We have we have a uh, writing vacuums now, so next yeah. time you do that, you gotta <laughs> write around on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, Julie, how many? We are the vacuums in that. I'm sorry. I'm still. I'm catching up. So no, God is the vacuum. Into the source. Right. Yes. God. God is the power source, and I am. Whose shoes are we eating? Um, how many kids do you have? Three kids. Three kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got a, a 31-year-old, a 30-year-old, and a, a, how old is he? Twenty, Almost 21. Be 21 in a couple weeks. So. Wow. And your oldest uh, happens to be really good friends with Lucy. My second. Oh, your second. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. really good friends with my sister, She is Lucy. one oh, yeah. of our cool. favorite people. She is the coolest girl. Yeah. Oh, so, oh Lucy. Lucy. Not your second. Yeah. My daughter, <laughs> yeah. too. They both are. No, no. And yeah, it's we amazing. love Lucy. Looking at them standing beside each other, you'd say, are they sisters? Yeah, they are. And they married Got a lot men like... from the very same genre of people. And <laughs> what does that mean? Do. I don't know. Just look at a picture of the two couples and oh, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa moved to Cincinnati and I had heard that Lucy was moving to Cincinnati and they didn't know each other. No. But uh, I think I just suggested they might reach out to each other and they did. And, and boom. That was it. Best friends. Good buddies. Oh, so yeah. if this is like a fairly recent. Uh, this no. wasn't like growing up through childhood. Oh, right. No, five, friends. Five, adult, five years adult life. since yeah. they graduated five or six years. from yeah. college. Yeah. That's recent. Yeah. Anyway, fun fact. So. Um, Julie, speaking of favorite people. You have no idea how many people have told me Julie Miners is one of my favorite people. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Uh, oh yeah. How are you so great? <laughs> Why is she such a favorite? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How are you so beloved? You. <laughs> That's not really a question. Do you want do you want my opinion or do you want no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I want your opinion. <laughs> oh, she, yeah. she did. I was yeah. doing she that parent thing. thing. Um, <laughs> you you came from the women's ministry yes. world. How has your um, career brought you to the place that you are now with Rooted. Like you're leading an entire campus full of Rooted folks. How has your uh, experience leading a women's ministry brought Lent you? For that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been amazing. It's it's just felt like an easy, easy transition. Just because uh, so much of what we did with Women of Grace is exactly what we do with Rooted. It's all about community. Mm. It's all about. Um, uh, calling each other to more. It's it's all about hanging together and pulling the best out of each other. And um, I did all that I did. Mm. I was fortunate to work with a really great, great group of women, a whole cool. bunch of women, watch them grow and change and um, yeah, just walk alongside each other. So so what what types of things are, are um, if, if someone's signed up for Rooted right now in North Indy, what types of things should they be looking forward to? Oh, I, I can't wait for them. I'm I'm very excited I, because, and I'll go back to the women of grace for just a minute. Even women who went through the through years and years with us have now experienced rooted, and they're seeing something new and something different and something exciting because it takes them very quickly to a a deeper level. It's it's kind of a simple um, move toward Acts two church living, mm. and so within just a week or two. You are, you are down to the fundamentals of what I think Christ meant for the church to be. And you're starting to do that as a group of mm -hmm. 12 or 15. And relationships just deepen. Uh, people will tell us that they've been in relationship for years with these folks, but now they know them a whole yep. lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're hearing yeah. that too. How many groups are going to be a part of North Indy rooted? We have five amazing five groups. groups. That's awesome. Legend. Cool. Yeah, we've got uh, thirteen folks in each group. Amazing leaders. Wow. It's really cool. So and it sounds like sounds like we have 
800 people signed yeah. up for Rooted across Ooh. all three yeah. campuses. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and, That's and the other awesome. cool thing, I mean, this is North Indy, but I can speak I can speak from that lens, but uh, we've got somebody that, that literally came to North Indy one day and walked up and signed up for Rooted. Wow. The wow. next week he came back and he had a friend that he introduced to us. And then he said, I invited seven other people. I'm hoping Ooh, they'll come. So you, wow. isn't that the coolest? Cool. Wow. And then That's, we have people yeah. for 20 years who have been part of us that are also doing Rooted. So it's it's awesome. Are wow. you sure he wasn't just coming to see the dead cat on the bench that you have to stand by? <laughs> oh, dead stop. Cat. <laughs> but we are going to put pigeons up there too, don't you think? What? It's dead a corner. Too? Not dead. So look- in North <laughs> Indy, they have this corner <laughs> that they set up every every week in huh? the gym. And yeah. there's like a park bench, there's a newspaper stand, there's a light. It's cute. And it's there's a, gym. a there's we a have to make stuffed it. like a taxidermy Tyler, cat. it's charming. Cat. That's laying on the bench. It is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Are we talking <laughs> like stuffed animal or are we talking like actual Do not dead? worry, it is not taxidermy. Well, it, it, what it is, is it? We think it's a prop. It's never been alive, Barry. <laughs> it's oh, okay. I'm just curious. I'm not uh Yeah. yeah. But what is it? I will tell you that Rob wants to have pigeons. Too, well, because I could it, give them some wasps. That, that city feel. <laughs> yeah, we're taking all yeah. animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, yep. so five groups. You've already had leader training. Yep. Uh, how did that go? Amazing. As a matter of fact, you never want to keep people too long. And it, this was a good two and a half hours. And as soon as we wrapped up, they just stayed for as long as mm. they stayed another half an hour. Just awesome. really connecting lots of synergy. It's, That's it's the best. Great. It is. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so if, if you miss the boat camp, uh, you, you know, rooted registration yep. closed, but there's something, I, you know, maybe I, I was too late or when is this happening again? What, yeah. what do I do if I'm in North Indy? What no do I do right worries. now? We, um, we will get you as soon as January comes around, we start again and then we do it again in the spring. So there, right. there will always be a rooted cycle to jump on. Cool. And between now mm. and then, I'm sure North Indy's doing We've got lots some stuff. going. We are um, actually connecting with the Y, um, partnering with the Y and they're having a big event. And so we're going to lend toward that. Cool. Um, so yeah. All right. Excited. All right. Well, are you guys doing rooted? Uh, not this go around. I can't this go around. Um, but since the last time we recorded this pod, um, my husband signed up to be a All rooted, right, awesome. Jed. Uh, leader. Nice. What do you call I, him? Leader. Facilitator. Leader. Leader. That's the word now. Oh, yeah. We, that's good to know. What yeah. leader, not facilitator? <laughs> leader, because that's kind of crosses all leadership I'm liking grace. it yeah. I'm liking it that makes a lot more sense Gaffrin, we need four more leader. fishers by the way four more, four leaders, more leaders everybody it's it's a big deal right now since we're yeah. so close and we only have a few days to go so mm-hmm. you fisher folk anybody yes. feeling the uh, movement of the spirit right now telling you yes mm-hmm. and as I said last week if you don't do it, I'm going to have to. So and if I have to, my Please. wife might kill me. So save my marriage and be a rooted leader in Fishers. Now, can we just revisit the conversation we had earlier about how you relate to people when they have issues? <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to be a leader of a rooted group, Mm. We need to talk. We, yeah. You right. really, please, yeah. people. Please. We'll Can't wait for Stronghold yeah. Week, everybody. <laughs> I got I got things to say. <laughs> Speaking of Stronghold Week. Woo! Dave yeah. gave a sermon Mm-mm. about strongholds. Didn't he, though? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it didn't raise any questions for nope. anybody. <laughs> I think we're good. Uh... <laughs> Dave, it was the third out of four weeks yeah. in our current series. Mm-hmm. Um, you were made for more. And 
for anyone who may have missed it or hasn't uh, watched the services yet, what did you want people to take away from your sermon last weekend? Yeah, this is probably the most succinct big idea ever in the history of grace, and that is you were made for more. That's almost, you know, it raises a question, what? So the uh, it's half of, it's maybe the subject and the compliment then is what is the, the four-week series. You were made for more. More what? You were made to walk in companionship with God. Number two, um, oh, community. W- community. You were made for a special kind of community I called stretcher-bearing community. Mm-hmm. Third, uh, you were made f- to be free. Yeah. And next week, Barry will wrap it up. You were made to have purpose and destiny. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole four-week series, but uh, I texted Tyler this week because uh, after this weekend, I told him, I said, that phrase is brilliant. Hmm. I've had more conversations with people that the phrase you were made for more has just completely captivated them and gotten their attention. And in the end, the response is, well, yeah. So why am I living the way I'm living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, I can't wait till those, till we have those shirts that start, like once we start wearing them more, once we start giving ones to volunteers and leaders and yeah. things and just having them out in the wild, just to see how people respond to a shirt mm-hmm. that just says you were made for more. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah. I, wa- I, I wore mine the other day and I walked into the store, at least six or seven people were like, oh, looking, cool. at, looking at it like what? We, uh, we're printing more. We're printing white ones and black ones, uh, that will start selling in the bookstore. So nice. Yeah. Everybody can have one. Can I get one? I never, you never got, got one. No, they were out me? of my free for sale. Uh, they have new sizes. I know now. they're free. Oh, they do have more. Yeah, All right, I'll go get do. one. I'll yeah. go get one. They ran out of medium. He's so pathetic. Somebody. <laughs> you know, I just didn't one. know who else I could get it from. <laughs> t- I'm right here. Can I please have a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the big idea was you were made for more freedom. Yeah. And, and this, yeah, you may, f- yeah, freedom, and, freedom from strongholds. Okay. And can you redefine what you meant or mean by stronghold? <sighs> yeah. Um, imagine, imagine a fortress, uh, an external fortress that uh, that has high stone walls. Um, and now imagine that inside of you. Mm. Mm. So it's like an internal fortress that has been built up likely over time from for f- various reasons. It could be because of sins that you've let to continue to grow to the point where you just cannot dislodge it. It's become a fortress. Or it could be um, uh, pain that has been inflicted upon you by someone else that because you do too, either we try to cope with the pain that we've, that we've struggled with, or we just have some kind of even sinful reaction to the pain that that builds up a fortress. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's something that's passed down from generation to generation. And what was the fourth point? Um, oh shoot. Demons. It's- oh yeah. What, <laughs> there we go. Or it's, an, yeah. Or it, it comes, uh, it happens because the evil one, uh, leverages something in our life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's an internal fortress that's hard to get over through or around. So I've got a lot of questions. Yeah, you do. My friend, (laughs) I was, well, all right. So how do you know if you have one? A demon? No. (laughs) Well, yeah, for sure. A demon stronghold, but okay. Here's, here's a question. Are you stuck? Are you stuck? It's probably the most, simple are mm-hmm. you is in some area of your life are you stuck emotionally morally yeah i'd say emotionally or morally if you feel stuck in some way that's a great diagnostic question uh to figure out if you've got a fortress or stronghold in your life yeah but i think i think almost anybody could answer 
yes to the question, do I have a stronghold? But maybe not necessarily a huge impenetrable one, but something that's it, it constantly builds up. The image in my mind is like barnacles on the bottom of a ship. It mm. just they just build and yeah. grow mm. and you have to constantly clean and constantly like break them down or they become impenetrable strongholds yeah. that become life controlling, you know. So I think everybody it faces this as they go through their walk with Christ. Yeah. It's just one of the ways that the evil one yeah. works. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned the constantly cleaning part because you know, sometimes you think of a stronghold as being, you know, hey, there's this uh, person who hasn't yet come to Christ and they've got to surrender this thing and, you know, then they're set free. But for those right. of us who've been walking with Christ for our whole lives or for any length of time, it's a continual process, that constant cleaning. I was reading uh, in Galatians, uh, getting ready for this pod, um, Galatians 5 says, it's for freedom that you've been set free that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again mm-hmm. by a yoke yeah. of slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And th- this is a huge new King James always <laughs> Sir. Tyler on the soundboard. This is, this is one of the things I think is really important to remember this. The strongholds are not keeping you from salvation. They're not keeping you from the love of God. They're keeping you from becoming what you could be. Yeah. They're they're yeah. The more, yeah. That, that yes. God has designed you for, you you are held back from that through the stronghold. It's yeah. So you can still, like when you're saved, when you give your life to Christ, it's that's a done deal. You are you are now a follower of Christ. However, it's that, it's that constant, the enemy has already lost that battle, but the enemy can continue to try to keep you from becoming what you could become. Dave, mm-hmm. you yeah. said you need to tear down strongholds if you want to advance. Mm-hmm. And that just spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if if you're wanting to run a race, but you have something that is mm-hmm. literally weighing you down mm-hmm. and holding you back, mm-hmm. how can you advance That's right. unless the spirit breaks through and, and sets you free? So here's another diagnostic question. It, um, is there something in your life that embarrasses you? Yeah. Or, or you're afraid to talk about, embarrassed to talk about, feel guilt ridden about. Those are simple diagnostic questions. If there is, take a look at that. It might, it might be a stronghold. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something you don't want to come clean about either to God or to somebody else, well, that's a, it's probably it. Mm-hmm. it. It could very well be it. Mm-hmm. So those, the, that trying to answer the question, do I have a stronghold? Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting in service and I'm like, mm, I hope so-and-so is listening to this. <laughs> is, that a, is that a stronghold? <laughs> could, yeah. be. could be. Maybe. I hope my, I hope my friend over there, Bill, <laughs> hears about this and understands his strongholds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sin out of control, that's genetic. I get that. Like I've seen people with generations of, of strongholds yeah. in their life. But the fourth thing that you talked about is demons. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, simp- I'm simpatico with you on the other two or three things of what a stronghold might be made up of. But the demon part for me is hard to like wrap my mind around. Mm-hmm. Um, you sound like you're very experienced in understanding this, uh, this realm or this uh, supernatural being or mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you kind of explain what you're talking about and how do I know if it's a demon versus just regular sin versus do you yeah. know what I'm asking? Yeah, oh, of course I do. Uh, but uh, it's not an easy question to answer because 
well, let's just back up some basic, basic stuff. Demons, um, my opinion, and I think scripture would back this up, almost always get into our life through that other word, through a foothold. Mm. Okay. And a foothold happens when either through sin or through brokenness in my life, I, here's another metaphor, leave the door open, yeah. so to speak, mm-hmm. for this evil being which exists and may be in my world and can see what's happening to me to exploit that and somehow bring a lie into my life or a temptation into my life or some sort of harassment into my life that makes my thing worse. Hmm. That makes my, that makes this, and, and all of a sudden, because because of my reaction to whatever it is, it now, it now, it now has a foothold in my life. So that's kind of how the door gets open. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually almost always exploit some level of brokenness or sin. Okay, that's that's typical, I think. So that's where it starts. Um, how do you know, though, the difference between sin, stronghold, mental illness, uh, demon? Um, that's not an easy... Yeah. Now, like when I sit down with an individual, I have a... I actually, there's a, a very specialized series of 35 or 40 questions that, that that seems like a lot, but walk people through a series of questions that help diagnose the source of their thing, of their issue. Mm. And sometimes I get to the end of it and I go, you know what? I think what you're dealing with here is some sort of neurosis or maybe even a psychosis, which is mental. Um, almost always, if it's got a demonic origin, it it manifests itself, both the demon and the situation manifests, manifests itself. And, and we kind of can guess that it's a demonic issue. Mm-hmm. Sorry, am I going too deep or too no. wide? I mean, ask me more questions if you need clarity. No, uh, just on a very base level, I feel like we need to acknowledge that this exists. Right. That it doesn't yes. get talked about in, you know, weekend services very often. And we as believers need to be wise and sharp and uh, trained and taught to recognize um, just the oppression that yeah. comes from the enemy. There's a difference between being demon possessed and just being oppressed by yeah. an enemy that hates you. That's out to steal, kill, destroy. Yeah. He hates you. Yeah. And, and I want to make sure sh- this is a, uh, what's the word? It's a very titillating topic. It's something that people want to, Ooh, they want to hear more, yeah. hear more about it. And I, frankly, I could tell you stories that would, freak people out. I could tell you about the first, the first deliverance session I was ever involved in. And if it's appropriate, I'm happy to tell you the story, but, um, I feel a chill in the air. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> I still feel a chill. In the air. But on the other, here's what I almost always say when we get on this topic and I want to say it now, um, you full of Jesus are more powerful than any demon. Demons have to respond to you. If you have Jesus in your life, you just have if you have feel some sort of strange thing, it's just in Jesus' name be gone. They can't stick around. They have to. They have to respond. They sound pretty wimpy. Like who made up the demon rules? Well, because if that's all you got to say, well, but well, I, hold up, hold up. <laughs> it ain't about what you say. No, it's about it's, who is in you and the authority abs, with which you that's say the that. Mine. Yeah, yeah. They're not key. wimpy. We just have stronger stuff. No, they're strong. I mean, if they can, if they can gang up on you and cause a person to run around naked and break chain. So the fact is, I don't know if you've heard this before, but when a person is demonized, they actually are able to manifest uh, strength that belies their body. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this with my own eyes. I've, I've seen it happen. Mm, yeah. um, 
I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know whether something happens in the spiritual realm that something is unleashed in a person, but it, there are some weird things that happen. So on one hand, I do not want to diminish the power of demons. On the other hand, I don't want to oversell them. Yeah. yeah. You know, See, and, it's, and it's a balance because people freak out. And I'm telling you, some people, the stuff I've read on this, some people get really weird on this subject. Mm-hmm. And what we tried to do at Grace is normalize yeah. putting air quotes mm-hmm. in, normalize this subject so that it yeah. is not dismissed nor is it uh ignored ignored yeah mm-hmm. i think one of the i think we can get really caught up on the details of how what what individual demons are capable of and how much strength is in this and how much uh, it, it can i think the idea what you you reference this in your sermon the 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 way that the the dark forces of the evil one are in some ways it's like epidemiology it's like sickness it's like illness and it it's almost as if there is this in some ways it's almost like a cloud of of illness you can get sick by not washing your hands after you touch a like a subway sure. pole or you can get sick because someone coughed on you or you can get sick for no reason that you can figure out at all like it, it it's it's like we're living in a in a world we are, but it's like we're living in a world that is sick, and we have the medicine, but that doesn't mean that we can't get sick. And right. and it also to me that that analogy is so useful because it also your when you get sick with some bacteria, there is a blurry line between what the what it, the bacteria is doing to you and what your body is doing and responding to the bacteria and how your organs are responding and like yes so. To, to say that someone who has a mental, let's say, a mental illness, um, to say, oh, that's all just a demon or, oh, that's it's just mental, that's illness, just yeah. mental it, that that sort of, I don't know, I don't feel like that captures the entire story mm-hmm. that there is this, there's a whole spectrum of we have an enemy, also we are broken, sinful people, and and also we're just human, we're not yet we have not, we are not in our resurrected bodies yet. And so it's this whole, I, I, I personally think there are certain things that we need to put our foot down and say, yeah, like what, like the fact is, yes, we have power in Christ. We have power over the evil mm-hmm. one, but the, also at the same time, this is very weird and mysterious and, mm-hmm. it, and it scripture, as much as it talks about the, the spiritual forces and the evil one, frankly, it's not crystal clear like there's a lot of unknowns and and in some ways you can actually see a development in the theology of the evil one from the old testament to the new testament and so it's like we're trying to systematize something that the bible does not spell out in black and white detail yep when you talk about normalizing dave uh you spoke a minute ago about um the liar and the lies that come mm-hmm. on you and how you're needing to combat the lies. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean that, as far as I'm concerned, um, Julie, good hosting. Thank you. <laughs> Take a break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the, uh, that's their, I think that's their chief weapon. Mm-hmm. I think the lie is the chief weapon of the evil one. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the very beginning, that was the very first lie ever uttered. God never told you that you couldn't eat from that. Did he? I mean, that's was the, the serpent talking to Eve. I don't remember exact lie, but mm-hmm. it was a lie. And that's what they do all the time. Um, and I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they lie to us. I don't, I don't understand how an, a spirit being can actually lie to a human being, but they do. So can Christians have demons? Well, okay. 
in the script, the way they're in, the way the word is interpreted by different translations of the Bible, you get everything from oppression to possession. And if you look at Hollywood, <laughs> they love to tell the stories of possessions. Yes, they do. The problem is the word, the Greek word used to describe it is neither. That that are that is um, uh, the translators trying to find a word that fits. The actual Greek word is demonized, mm-hmm. which means has a demon. Literally has a demon. It doesn't talk about possession. Doesn't talk about oppression. So that's why I talk about. And Barry referenced this one from uh, from uh, the the physical health world. I I think all Christians can be infected a little bit like a sniffle or infected to the to death's door like sepsis hmm. and everything in between. And so on on any given day, if I'm tempted I, or if I've, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to believe a lie, I can deal with that pretty quickly by just ignoring the temptation or saying in Jesus' name, be gone. If somebody has a level of demonization that is uh, like sepsis, they're going to need help. But yes, I've seen Christians with that level of demonization. Hmm. I have seen, I've seen it happen. And it's just, and it's because brokenness does really horrible things to us. Even though I love Jesus and he's in my heart, I can be overwhelmed. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll just be vulnerable. The other day on Friday, uh, I had just a bad day. I was in a really crummy mood from the moment I woke up. I was short with Olivia. I was frustrated for no reason. I was just walking around like not myself at all. And most of the day, I I never really thought, thought about it as like, Oh, I wonder if I'm under attack. But then now looking back, having been having this incredible experience by the side of the baptismal and hearing the stories of many other people experiencing some kind of attack, whether it's physical or mental or emotional or relational leading up to this past weekend. And then hearing all the amazing things that God was doing this weekend, I'm like, Oh wow. I wonder Mm. if that was the evil one Mm. trying to just disrupt me and trying to cast uh, division and discord and frustration into my life. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even realize it. So now I'm, really grateful that it wasn't bad. It wasn't more severe, Yeah. but now that's got me really thinking next time I have a day like that, I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time on my knees hmm. because there yeah, Christ has the power over that. There, that's what it, there is. it is to me, like spending some time on your knees because you recognize the attack of the enemy and you know to whom you can fall on your knees before yeah. mm-hmm. like to do that. Um, you know, I, I read the accounts in Mark, in John, and in Matthew of Jesus restoring this demon-possessed man. I think Matthew even says there were two right. men, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and in some ways, this sounds like, like a teenager I knew. <laughs> um, seemed like he had a really high pain tolerance and he was always just self-harming. Jaden. <laughs> Just kidding. Not even funny, fool. <laughs> Not even funny. Look at my face. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, but what made this person, what, what is standing out to me is the way this demon possessed person fell at Jesus feet. He didn't fall in a please help me way. He, he didn't fall in a, you know, surely you are the son of God, like mm. humble and reverent way. He had an aversion 
to Christ. Yes. Saying, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. Mm. So if, if you have an aversion to Christ, I think that's a pretty strong indicator, mm. you know, mm. that it's yeah. the oppression yeah. of the what, enemy. Yeah. When you right. get to the sepsis side, when you get way, that's one of the signs that, that we'll find out it, either a person cannot read the scripture without it or they can't sit in a worship service or when they, you start talking about spiritual things, they get antsy and have to leave the room. Yeah. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good sign. Like we're all going to fall before his feet. We all will. Yeah. But some of us will fall like Barry and, and, and pray and seek help, but others will fall just trembling. Yeah. Please don't torture me. And, and in a very, uh, you know, un, <laughs> unhappy and in an aversion sort of way. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. All this stuff is, it's not new. Like I've always heard about this, but I've never like cared to pay attention to it. Yeah. And so hearing you guys talk about it is scary. Well, and, but, and yeah, go ahead, here's Aaron. the, here's the other thing that make, this is what scares me is that when you look at Paul and how he describes this in Ephesians, he says, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but then mm-hmm. he goes in and he says, but against the powers and the authorities. And in other words, the systems and so in, that are, that exist in the, in the, heavenly realms and so he even takes it from individual tormenting demons and he blows it up and says that we are also fighting against entire oppressive systems of injustice of of imbalance of anger Mm -hmm. like and you mentioned this in your sermon dad about the fact that our our nation is so angry right now we're all so angry Mm -hmm. yeah so in some ways that again me saying like let's not oversimplify a very complicated confusing thing in some ways we're not just fighting against demons trying to tell us to be angry at somebody we're also fighting an entire yeah like national uh uh spirit of anger and so that yeah and that would be the other let's not overcomplicate something that's fairly simple in other words and that what it seems to be simple is the evil one is capitalizing on a time in human history in the united states where he's just jumping all over it and i mean this is a this is easy for him yeah to to cause us to be angry at each other and we end up killing each other it's just it's yeah, a Christians it's, hate each other. It's, system, and, yeah. it's a yeah. systemic issue. And so Barry's right. I mean, it's a, so you know, mm. we, can, should we be scared about this? Pardon me. I, part of me doesn't think it's such a bad thing to be a little bit scared of this mm-hmm. because if it motivates action on my part, that's okay. On the other hand, um, it's all, this may sound weird. It's a beautiful thing to watch a person get free. Yeah. Yeah. I have watched I'll get emotional thinking about this. The number of times I've prayed with people who I know are dealing with some sort of demonization to watch them for the first time breathe differently Mm -hmm. because they don't have this thing like a clinging to them for the first time. I, oh, I, it is stunning. Yeah. It's beautiful. When you said that this man was waiting for Jesus when he got out of the boat, when he arrived on the shore and that Jesus had compassion on him. Mm -hmm. It struck me that Jesus wasn't afraid of him. He didn't send him away. He didn't send him back into the tombs. He wanted that person to be free. Mm -hmm. And he did. That's his compassion. Uh, See if you can find out in that passage what happens at the end. I might've referenced it, but there's this beautiful picture of them actually sitting, having a conversation when the whole thing's over. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't remember which account that's in, but yeah. What's in? Is it in Mark? I don't remember. <laughs> what did I preach from? Luke? Or 
<laughs> no, no. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been there. possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in, in his, his right, right mind. mind. Yeah. And they were afraid. And then what did Jesus say to the man? Or is that in the Luke passage? I think he said, now go tell. Go, yeah, go tell yes. your yeah. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has Just, done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Okay, yeah. now picture, if that doesn't give you chills, the man that he first met, naked, chained, mm-hmm. crazy, insane, and now Jesus, I can only, I can picture Jesus has his hand on his shoulder. He says, now you go. Yeah. And tell people what he's... And can't you picture him saying, I came here just for you? Because right before yeah. that, the people are telling yeah. him to get in the boat and they're pleading with Jesus to, to leave, leave their region. Go away. Mm. He came here just for this guy. And this man, probably tears going down. You'll never, I'll never be able to express to you what it yeah. means to me to be free. And, and when Jesus, in my imagination, when Jesus sees him on the beach you know, naked yeah. and screaming. What he sees is the man yeah, who's, who's going and talking to his family who is in his yes. right mind. That's who he sees. Yeah. So for him, the encounter with the demons, you're right. It's not, he's not like, I call upon the Lord. It was just like, get, get out <laughs> yeah. of him. Yeah. It's not, yeah. that's not who he yeah. is. He was made for more, yes. so leave. And yes. they do. And when Dave made that point, <clears throat> you talked about, he must have gone up to him and looked at him and said, you were made for more. And I, I'm sure that we felt that in the congregation. We felt, mm-hmm. we felt Christ saying that to us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. you do, you were made for more. Look at you, sir. You were made for more than this. Mm. No one should live this kind of life. Yeah. Anyway, right. and I mean, we we didn't go that deep into that passage, but the passage has getting into some Bible stuff real quick. But that passage has so much hidden meaning that we don't really grasp because where they were on the lake was a like more of a Gentile region yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, unclean spirits were something that would keep you from being able to worship God. And he was near the tombs, which is a place that also unclean. kept you from, you were unclean. You couldn't worship God. And there was a herd of pigs, pigs. there, which unclean. also made you unclean. So it was, I read one commentator who said it was almost, it was, it's almost like a, like a <laughs> gag. It's almost like a, fu- like, we're just going to add one more unclean yeah. thing on top of the next, yeah. on top of the next. Right. And he's naked. I mean, it's like the whole thing. Uh, right. And so the disciple, I guarantee Jesus is like, Hey guys, we're going to go across the lake for this one reason. You'll see. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. To that yeah. side. And they're like, that, that side, side, you want to go there? <laughs> and, oh, and he lands okay. and he's like, all right guys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, It's one of those, it's just a beautiful, I love that story. I love that story. The pigs, I read, you know, a footnote that said the the Jewish people weren't raising pigs. Right. They were unclean. And I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uncleanness Mm. on top of uncleanness. And that's right where Jesus Jesus went. When Jesus the demons into the pig, did he go, sorry. Yeah. He felt (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's why they wanted him to leave. But. What'd yeah. you do to our pigs, man? Yeah. Well, right, right. Well, what's interesting though, and I don't, I've never, I'm just now thinking about this, but it was a Gentile region, or at least the people yeah. ten, tending the pigs would have been probably Gentiles, mm-hmm. or they were Jewish people who raised the the pigs for Gentiles, Gentiles. to eat. But whatever the case, I it, presumably this man was Jewish because Jesus, his whole ministry was to the Jews. His disciples then were allowed to go to the Gentiles. So I wonder if there's a- added significance that it was a Jewish man. Maybe. In that circumstance. I don't know. He might have been a Gentile. Because he Possibly. ministered to Gentiles too. Right. The Samaritan True. woman. 
woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, she was. Yeah. Well, you still anyway. scared? Yeah. yeah. Are you still yeah. scared? I'm still scared, guys. <laughs> um, Just think about I ran out of that grave. Yeah. Uh, yes. What are my In favorite? context yeah. of this <laughs> right. passage right totally. here. Yeah. So back to strongholds. Yeah. What are your guys's? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about mine. Um, and it's very uh, I was thinking about mine and I was like, I don't think I have. Well, yes, I do. And it hit me that mine has kind of developed over the past few years. And it's really just crystallized and manifested itself since my son was born and that is uh, I is anxiety could that be a stronghold I want to be careful on on this could this is one of the things we want to help uh, our rooted people understand um I don't want people to think depression and anxiety is something that's sinful okay but can it be a stronghold yes um that has happened because of s- the way we have tried to manage our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, it can become a strong, stronghold in my life, our life, but not even necessarily something you need to repent of, but look to look deeper at how did this get to this place? Does that, yeah. does that make sense? I'm trying totally. to trip all over myself. It's a, trying it's, not a, to, it's a stronghold that can keep you from becoming from experiencing you were made the for more. more. You were made for more. So, so yes, it could be a stronghold, but not a sinful stronghold. Okay. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because as I'm thinking about things that keep me stuck, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about my, my journey for the past four or five years. And I went, I even went to the doctor on Friday to figure out medications for anxiety stuff. Yeah. And I never thought of it as sinful. And I I don't think that it is. I don't think it's sinful. But what I do think is that it keeps me from being. Yeah. Yeah. More. Keeps you okay. from thriving. Yeah. And so. And you have adapted your life around it. You're making choices because of the anxiety and through the, the anxiety that maybe are not the best choices. Right. So, yeah, there are things that need to be. You need to unload some things, but also you're going to need help in prayer. You're going to need Christ's yeah. help to tear that strong. And also, down. right before you continue, there are times, I think, when the evil one uses anxiety to hold us back, such as when you're about to fall asleep and you get that thought, what if something terrible happens to fill in the blank mm. and then you can't sleep and then you're rolling yeah. it over you in your head. And that's that, like that. I think those little pings come from the evil one yeah. trying to disrupt us. From that's the what it is. That's what it's become for me. So, um, uh, every time I leave my house, I think this is the last time I'm going to see my family mm. every single time. And it's only been that way. Probably the last six months. Yeah. And I left vacation early. We've talked about this to go to Gen Con. And I was convinced my whole trip home, that was the last time I was going to see my family. And it is debilitating. Yeah. I I mean, I come to work here every day and I'm like, when's it going to happen? Something Mm -hmm. bad's going to happen. And it's not, I don't think that is sinful, but it, you're right. It, it makes me design my decisions around what I'm fearful of, right. which could be sinful. Wow. I'm so surprised to hear you say that because that sounds like me. That doesn't, that, 
I would never think that of you. I would think that of me. That the, the six <laughs> with all the fears in the world. Yeah. I went. I went on a hike, if you can call it that, with my family yesterday. It was terrible. <laughs> it wasn't really like a walking path. It was a bike path. And these these guys were going really fast through these woods. And I'm like, we're this. I just see a head-on collision happening. My husband's in the front. Mm-hmm. He's going to get hit by a bike. One of us. He's is, got a ruptured appendix. It's, it's all going down <laughs> yeah. today. And at one point, you know, bike came through. So we all had to pull over to the side, which meant like, you know, get all manner of ticks and poison sumac and all those things. It's all, <laughs> right, right, all right. of the fears at once. And it was a kid riding his bike. And all I could think of is that kid is riding his bike through these woods by himself. I would Where never. is his mother? And then I'm looking at my 14 year old going, I can't believe I never let my kid ride his bike through the woods by himself. Mm-hmm. And then I started to feel bad. Like my fears are holding them back. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not letting them learn independent cyclical it's a it's a spiral it's a spiral down yeah and sometimes strongholds happen because of lies i believe and sins i commit and sometimes strongholds happen because of truths i will not embrace yeah and like the truth that god loves me and cares for me and has the best for me the truth that god will is there and those kind of things and it's our our unwillingness to hear the truth and live in the truth Mm -hmm. and those all have to, those all have to be unpacked. I mean, we, we get depressed. We have anxiety for, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There are reasons how we got, some are my choices. Some are things that are done to us. I, like right. I said, somewhere along the way we get wounded. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, I my especially as little kids, when we're wounded as little kids in our minds, we say, I will never let that happen to me again. And so I will. And that, that over time, that was, that's my story. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it plenty on this, yeah. on the show, so I don't need to rehash it, but that's, that's my story. Yeah. And it, it and it, that over time, uh, grows and grows and grows and grows and grows to the point where it's now we're at adult sized issues mm-hmm. and it is hard to get over. Yeah. Um, the, the very fact that you know where it comes from, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to do counseling live here or, but. That's what, the, that's what I came here for. Okay. <laughs> the fact that you know that you can identify it, what it is, you are like light years ahead of most people who can't mm. identify where it came from. Yeah. You can go back and examine that and say, what happened then? How did that form me? And what decisions have, am I making in light of that? Mm-hmm. And you can start to unpack that. And I think in your case, um, it could be a massive breakthrough, but in your case, probably dealing with anxiety, you're going to be taking one brick down at a time. Yeah. That's on, kind of what it's on, felt like the last few years. On on the fortress. And it'll, yeah. it'll come down. It'll come down. But again, I'm sorry if I could go back. You, you cannot do this without your stretcher bearers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who will continue. I mean, to, to keep you, let you know you're loved and cared for through this. Like, you know, Tyler, doesn't matter. We're with you. Like that, I, yeah. I can't, I'm so happy you said that because we just kind of giggled about the that's what I came here for thing. But this is exactly it. Like calling the fears out into yeah. the light yeah. and having other people <laughs> in your life that that can that know you mm-hmm. and that can walk through the, the dark times with you. Yeah. And sometimes you, you our, our stretcher bears look at us and go, I'm so sorry. I love you. And sometimes it's like, dude. Yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. But, but at the end, at the, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, it's going to be Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is the one who will deliver us. And somehow he needs to be invited into that space. Yeah. One of the things we do in Rooted is um, we go there, we go to strongholds and we talk about it in community with our stretcher bearers. 
Um, and then we, we take turns telling the truth that combats whatever that thing is that's mm-hmm. got a hold of us. And uh, then we keep reminding each other of it again and again and again, because I, I get that. I have to remind yeah. myself again and again. Yeah. So, Let me give you a little equation that I am actually going to be preaching on first week of October. Um, through the sixth or seventh time through uh, Ruthless Trust by Brennan Manning. Mm. <clears throat> and there's an equation that he states. It goes like this. Faith plus hope plus hope equals trust. Now he defines trust as actions that sometimes border on the heroic. In other words, that's me moving into a world that I cannot see ahead that I probably should be scared to death of, but that's trust. It's Mm -hmm. it's a willful volitional thing. This is what I went through because this was that actually at my, my, I'm poking at my own stronghold. Faith is largely an intellectual thing, meaning I read the scriptures. I believe what this is what I believe about God. Is He greater, great enough to solve my issues? Yes. Does He love me? Like, and I'm a child of His. Yes. Truth, 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 truth. That's faith. So one's volitional. That's the product. Faith is intellectual. What you're missing, and what I'm missing most, because mine's not anxiety, mine's depression. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, is hope. And I realized something, this was a couple of weeks ago. I cannot generate hope. Only God can generate hope. Hmm. Meaning, I can look at my world and see something either from the past that God did in my life or somebody's life, or God does something in my present that I can look at and say, that gives me hope. Mm -hmm. So that, and that's always emotional. Yeah. So the intellectual faith plus the emotion of hope, then I can go and do the, I can do the heroic thing. Hmm. And so what I've been trying to do lately is I, I haven't wavered when I'm depressed. I haven't wavered in what I believe about God, but I have been spending more time just looking at the things to see if I'm missing the signs of hope hmm. and I'm realizing I am. Hmm. And when I start adding those together, then I'm like, then I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's been faithful and that makes me emotionally feel better. And intellectually, I'm with who he is. Yeah. So now I can do the thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to go off there. No, that's good. That's, don't you don't have to come to church the first weekend. Yep, of you can skip, I just that. The whole you can skip that sermon. <laughs> oh, this is heavy stuff, guys. Yeah. But I'm glad you guys are here <laughs> right now. Um, Where do we go next? Next week. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit of hope. <laughs> Just a little bit of hope. Next week, sitting Next up street. Pew, 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 pew. We're talking about purpose and destiny and... Uh, little thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the it's the why behind the whole series. You were made for more. And it... Yeah. it's. I think it's going to be good. I'm really pumped. I ended up changing the sort of the direction of my sermon. Not the topic and not even the passage, but I was going to do... Um, multiple passages about the life of Peter as kind of an example of someone who found purpose. And I have been narrowing in more and more on just the few verses of where Jesus calls him for the very first time. And so I'm going to just going to camp out there in Luke for the whole, for most of the message. Cause it is, I, I'm the new little insights have been blowing my mind about that passage that I think are so relevant to mm. the rest of us. So I'm going to mm. talk about purpose. I'm going to talk about destiny. Uh, I'm going to have a chalkboard 
I'm going to draw the Venn diagram. Chalkboard's okay? coming out. Is that okay if I do that? The no, Venn diagram? The Venn diagram. The, the Venn diagram. In well, chalk? In chalk. <laughs> I don't like the chalkboard. Why not? What do you want? It's, smart board. It, I he just wants a smart like, board. It just I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like the way it feels. I'm, I just, ooh. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. I told Chris Renas, could you get me just something I can write on? Do you have good chalk, though? Because good chalk makes all See, the difference. See, don't say chalk. <laughs> That's Dave Stronghold. I am actually a little OCD. Someday we ought to compare our OCDs. Because yeah. <laughs> I am Stronghold a little OCD. Chalk. And I just don't like the feeling. Between chalk and blood packs, man. <laughs> in in the rooted book, it's it, it used they, to say. They, yeah, 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 it used, it used to, say. to say under the list of possible strongholds, you might right. it might be blood packs. Yeah. <laughs> a blood pack. Packed. Yes, yeah. not packed. Like S P A C K. Like, like oh, my blood and your blood. Together. Right, right. Like Make I did with like my best friend when we were little. Like, uh, you know, wasn't we're that what sisters. we do when you're a pod on the podcast? Yep. Yeah, we did if that. You're a friend of the your blood yeah. packed. First time visitors are immune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good job, by the way, injecting fun facts into Stronghold Week. Oh, man. You came with <laughs> okay. the heavy, right. heavy fun facts. Can I facts. tell you something, though? <laughs> Here's the saddest thing about those two fun facts. You I did. included them, but they were Barry's ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I think that's fine. Well, I just said hashtag Castle Facts. Listen, so, yeah. Barry is your son, but he is your fun stretcher bear. Like, we all need one fun guy. Sun hey, facts. guys. Fun, the fun Who's stretcher ready bear. Who's to go see Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Cracking jokes like, oh, man, I forgot the shovel. Just kidding. <laughs> How are we going to get through that roof? Sorry. So, is- all I could, oh I, is it your son or daughter that loves the fun facts? It's Desi. Yeah. So the entire week, I was freaking yeah. out that I was going to disappoint her <laughs> if I did not come up with a fun. F- I want to. You can tell her. I guarantee they were there because of her. Yes, yep. I'm going to play this pod just for her. Just, just so Desi, for Des. Desi. Every time I preach from now on, there'll be a fun fact because of you. That's awesome. Yes, spread the fun. Well. Next week, we're back to regular scheduled programming. We're going to be up on Tuesdays. Um, sorry for the delay this week. We had a holiday, so we were not here. We would have been barred from entry. So thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for listening. Um, I love this series. I say that every time, but I do. I really do love the series. And I think that there's momentum at Grace Church from hearing these messages. For sure. Like, and it manifests itself in... 28 baptisms on yes. one campus, yeah, you know, absolutely. like I think that there's momentum that's being felt here. And I really appreciate the message that's that, that uh, the messages that have already been already been given. And I'm looking forward to the purpose and destiny one too. Mm-hmm. So hope I don't let you down. Don't blow it. <laughs> but before we get there, Marin, will you please send us out? I will. Micah six, eight, do justly love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. We will see you on the other side of Sunday. 